0: coverage of sec media days is presented by first security bank bank better at first security and brought to you in part by uams and Kaufman by design west
1: and welcome back to our number three here on drive time sports and yes this is the final hour i'm keeping my fingers crossed that uh, they will not pull the plug on my power. I mean, they are um, operating at mock speed in terms of uh, breaking things down. So, uh, kind of reminds me, Rick, a couple of years ago <laughs> when I was down in in um, in Hoover, and uh, I mean, they took every table around me down. I mean, they were empty. And, I I mean, I was the last table standing, and I'm thinking, guys, just give me just a little more time. Just a little more time. Let me get to the end of this broadcast, and I'll be happy to get out of your hair. But, uh, anyway. Oh. All right, let's do the... Oh, by the way, uh, on our Buzz text line, they said, uh, Randy, have Rick turn mic up, please. So.
2: Turn my mic up. Okay. Is that better?
1: <clears throat> That's a little bit louder.
2: I, I don't want to get to where I'm... Blowing you out of the tub there,
1: Kyle. You may need to run his uh, up on the board.
2: That, okay, that's one. Some,
1: sometimes I just don't talk all that loud. My anyway. Uh, but we can we can try to do that. Uh, turn Rick's volume up on the board. That's wind.
2: okay. We got it. Okay.
0: Oh, I'm this Damon? Screaming, huh? Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, of
2: okay. course, it's Damon.
0: where how
1: is, is bart i'm here there you go there you go um yep. this everybody is okay today yeah you bet yeah. how about you it's, it's
3: too hot but i'm hanging in
1: <laughs> well maybe you're you're hopefully you're not going through gatlinburg because we had problems today with Chris turnage oh i want that sign I guess it does. Well, listen, matter. I
3: can tell you this. In Las Vegas one day it was 120 degrees and the next day it was 118. So wow. I don't I don't buy into the whole no humidity thing. Does not feel as bad? <laughs> it felt pretty bad. So
2: I think I read uh, where in Phoenix it's been over 110 for 20 straight days. Wow.
1: Amazing. <laughs> David, I wanted that sign, but uh, I mean, it's it's gone now. So forget that one. I, I I put on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this or not, but yeah, I, I said it fit, and that one will fit in the back of the buzz truck. I don't know if it will or not. It's only about 15 feet tall, probably 12 feet wide. I don't think it'll fit. All right, all right. Got distracted there. Sorry about that, Bart. Because they're I mean they're taking. I mean, they were taking things down around me, left and right. Don't mess with my water, and don't mess with my 7-Up. You can't have that. Uh, this is from uh, bu- 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 our Asher Record Service Company, Life and Feedback, and where did I... Okay, here it is. Brad says, why did Tarion Burgess seem to drop during the summer?
3: really, I'm not not of Tarion's fault, certainly. on had a really unlucky accident at Real Deal where he, which I've never seen this before, he dunked the basketball and he came down and landed on the basketball and rolled his ankle. And so on had a high ankle sprain and spent probably six weeks, guys. You know, high ankle sprains are really, really hard to come back from. And he missed Essentially, the first evaluation period. And so he was not on the big stage in front of coaches. So it has nothing to do with Terryion's performance. Terryion's playing better than he's ever played. Uh, he had a really, really, really outstanding Las Vegas. It's just what have you done for me lately? You missed one little cycle like that. and in the land of the elite, you can drop. But guys, he's still a four star, two four seven got him at uh, number twenty seven. And ESPN's got him at 48. The one thing that's hurting his composite score, because on three has him at 40, Rival seems to be an outlier and has him at 83, which I have no idea where that's coming from. And and there's a lot of subjectivity in the rankings. So he really did drop. And I, I would anticipate after his performance in Las Vegas that that shoots right back up. I think where he settles, he's a five-star, obviously, and certainly a top-20 prospect. I think we can i agree he's always been inside the top 20 since, really, for the last two years.
1: Uh, this from Jim. Uh, hearing a lot uh, concerning this guard from Central. His name is Luke Moore. Can Bart Ooh. give us details?
3: I am the biggest Luke Moore fan. When you look at – well, this is a 2025, so let's make sure we're talking about the classes correctly. Everybody thinks that Luke – a lot of people think Luke's a 2024. He is not. He plays on a 2024 team, but he is a 2025 player. So he starts with arkansas Austin. He absolutely ran your – tore up the live period. He is so solid never, I don't know if you've ever watched guards that never look like they're in a hurry. But Luke falls into that cat so smooth, really highly skilled, shoots the basketball extremely well, guards well, finishes well. There's really no holes in his game. And so I keep waiting for him to really pop. So he's got offers from Drake, St. John's, Old Dominion, um, and there might be one or two more. But he is really, really, really on the rise because he had an excellent Las Vegas. He had several games where I thought he was the best guard on the court, not just the best guard on the court, but the best guard there in Las Vegas. And he played prime time in front of coaches. I know Coach Dickie Nutt was there and loved him from Mizzou. So I would anticipate that Luke gets a lot more offers, but he is a legitimate, legitimate top 100 right now, top 100 prospect in that 2025 class nationally. And I expect the rankings to kind of reflect that coming up as the summer concludes.
1: Hmm. Okay.
3: I'll keep that name so, in mind. Luke Randy, Moore. Randy, he's the first freshman to ever get, and this is worth noting, came from Coach Anderson, he is the first freshman to ever be offered a scholarship from a Big East team. So I want you to think about that. So
1: wow.
3: So there has never been a freshman offered until Luke Moore was offered by St. John's and Coach Anderson. So that will speak to the testament of what type of – he's just in that particular – he's not flashy. He's just a really, really great guard. So I I would remember it. and I go watch him. He's one of the funnest players you'll ever watch on the court.
1: Okay, if he's part of that Little Rock Central basketball team, that team sounds loaded. Oh, man? Who, who, who's going? Who's going? Pre- who's going to present the challenges of Central this upcoming basketball season?
3: Well, that's an, uh, Springdale. Springdale with Isaiah Sealy, who's a top twenty-five player, played for Mocan, Mister Everything Arkansas just offered him in that twenty twenty-five plus six-seven six, guard. So they they matched up and and headbutted last year in the semifinals, and uh, Springdale got the better end of that. So. I I think we touched on it a little bit yesterday. So you take Luke Moore, and I said, Daniel Clubberson is the best guard that you have never heard of that has offers from UAPB, has an offer from Air Force. This guy is the best defender that I have ever seen on ball. He is absolutely – it's Clint McDaniel at right now. And he reminds me a lot of, you know, how Clint was always just picking you up right under you all the time. Daniel's the same way, extremely gifted, this year in the summer, really got in his bag and started scoring the basketball. And I, I anticipate this is another guy on the rise. But that is the backcourt combination at Little Rock Central. And I believe both of them are top 100 prospects. Wow. incredible.
1: Yeah, obviously. All right, this, uh, again, from our Asher Record Service Company, live in feedback, William, says Deshaun Spence from Bologna. Looks like he had a great evaluation, period. Can Bart give us an update? This guy looks like a SEC type of athlete.
3: Well, he does. He does. So so from from Bologna, I think Deshaun has been under the radar. This is a 2024, Deshaun's 6'5". I would say, he, I know he's a track superstar, uh, but I would say he's probably about 190 pounds, 195 pounds. Very, very built, very strong. Uh, jumps extremely high, has a really high skill level handling the basketball. The three point shot, a little bit to be desired. So I would say, guys, if you look at it, a lot like Randy Rick from the Sun Belt, he would be kind of an undersized four, three, four type player. Um, Almost like, Randy, you remember Stan Blackman?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. At
3: ULR? Okay. So he, he really reminds me a lot of Stan. And this guy really, really put himself in a position to rack up some Division One offers with the way that he played in Las Vegas. He had 20 points and 11 rebounds one game. He had 18 points, 13 rebounds the next game but he was the most active player on the court, besides Honor Boateng, the most active player. He was everywhere, in every single play, and he did it on the biggest stage. I bet watching Deshaun, the two times in that uh, first evaluation period, I bet there were 35 to 40 coaches around watching, and a lot of them were paying attention. So I think Deshaun is one of those, in the next three weeks, we hear the offers start flooding in. I think he's on the cusp of being a potential power five talent certainly is a big major superstar four year type starter from Belenka.
1: Now Bart, you, you, except like every game that you mentioned points, you also mentioned double digit rebounds. I mean, is he yeah. uh, a tactician? Is he a great leaper? Uh, yeah. Great
3: basketball great.
1: IQ, knowing right where to find the ball. What I mean. Is I mean yep. is that an accurate statement?
3: Great question. So he is a it's a mixture. So he is an excellent leaper, and you know we talk about leapers all the time. Deshaun is a quick such a quick explosive jumper off the floor, and I think those guys tend to be the best rebounders because uh, they they really headhunt and hawk the ball. He really does have a great sense for where the ball's bouncing, but I'm I'm telling you, I think it's because of his track background. He has limitless energy. So, in a place like Las Vegas where the temperature was up three or four games in a day, I did not see this guy slow down. And he will try to dunk on you if you let off. But instinctively, his effort is just extremely high. And he does have a great nose for the basketball, Randy Rick. And that's one of those skills I don't think you can teach. I think Mm -hmm. you have it or you don't.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, that was was like Robin. I didn't think... Rodman was a great,
3: you know, leaper
1: per se, but he yeah. had a nose for that basketball. Uh, this from our Asher Record Service Company live in feed feedback Hot Springs. Billy says Ty Robinson. Uh, Bart, give us a breakdown on the 2024 Ty Robinson from Lake Hamilton, Florida Atlantic went to the Final Four, and he signs any team, any teams from Arkansas. He committed he so didn't
3: this sign, was did he? probably huh, no, he didn't sign. He committed, so he hasn't signed, but he's he's committed and I think it's a pretty firm commit. He he from what talking to, to Scotty Pennington, the head coach over there, uh, he seems Ty seems really thrilled with the coaching staff. So I don't know if you've had got had a chance to watch this guy play, but he's he's incredible. I I he's the most underrated player in the state and I've been screaming this for probably two years. He stepped on the court as a freshman after his ninth year. He did not get bumped up. And I watched him go for 28 in the state tournament against Parkview in that epic five or four overtime game, whatever that was. Um, and I'm like, this guy is a, a legit, legit a power five type talent, Div- certainly Division one. And I think because of the, re- the, the the transfer portal and the recruiting environment, this is a guy that flips through the cracks a little bit because he did not play high-profile summer basketball. Hmm. He's six five. He's physical. He jumps. He shoots at a very high efficiency. I think he's an excellent passer. And he's really athletic, so he's a great defender. So he, he really gets after it on both ends. Florida Atlantic did go to the Final Four. Unfortunately, only Arkansas school to offer him was UCX. And I'll be honest, being a ULR alum, I'm a little disappointed because I think he could have been a star there. Who knows if he was staying at home, but certainly I think A-State missed the boat on that. I think a lot of schools missed the boat on that because up until Florida Atlantic came in, he had gotten his first Division One offer it was UCA, and I, I believe he had one more, and I don't want to misspeak, but he did not have a ton, and he is unequivocally a Division One type talent. Hmm.
1: And Florida Atlantic had a great season. Uh, and they, they sure did. All five starters back?
3: Yes, and I, I think they're, they have a run to make it back again. And I'm telling you, Randy, I have a friend that I went to CP3 with on that staff. They are foaming at the mouth to get this young man. They think he can be a superstar huh. at Florida
1: Atlantic. Uh, then Marty says, uh, what do you think about J.J. Andrews? Hard to believe he is Sean Andrews' son.
3: Yeah, so JJ is got the package. He, he's big. He's physical. He's really skilled. So he's a lefty, which I think lefty's just optically looks smoother. So he's got the complete type game. He's a twenty twenty six, so he's a youngster. He's got plenty of time. He's got offers from everybody, and he's still going to continuously get better. But he is he's a big time player. Six five. 180 is going to get bigger and certainly get stronger. But he's the he's the real deal. Played for Bradville Elite. Had a great summer.
1: He is what I would call silky. Yes. Yeah. I know that uh, yeah. a lot of people thought uh, Keith Wilkes and you've got to go back many years back to UCLA. Uh, but I think Keith was a right-handed shooter not a left-handed shooter but <laughs> He was so smooth, and uh, and I think the same uh, thing about JJ. He's just so silky smooth.
3: He, he is. And Randy in the state tournament, a lot of people said we didn't play that great. If you remember, he was the one that was assigned to slow down Rashad Marshall. Yeah. And of course, Landry Bucker had the uh, the one of the best probably state tournament games I know. You agree, Randy? It's the, I've ever seen. Like I don't oh, think you can play any she- better. Shit. Wh- out. Like that. I mean, Con- converse.
1: If you're yeah. talking about someone who could, on just one game, blow up, he Oof. blew up in that one game.
3: I mean, I, did he? Was was that the? Did you think that he was going to go between his legs and try to dunk on that guy? Yeah, the, he did.
4: The, yeah, the, I, I, did. That, I, I mean, did. it
3: was, and it. He didn't break stride, and he wasn't hot dogging. that was in the driving straight down the lane. Uh, He played his tail off, but people don't realize how great Rashad Marshall is, the Ole Miss uh, signee. That guy's a force to be reckoned with, and I thought that J.J. did an excellent job of really slowing him down and keeping him kind of at bay, keeping him out of the game, and that's really what kind of allowed them to get that lead was J.J.'s defense, not his offense. Uh, Well, he
1: he played so much denied defense. I mean yep. it, it, he made it with those long arms he made it difficult uh to get sure the ball did. in into Marshall's hands. Otherwise, I mean if he got it down on the block you could did it. Uh, oh,
3: he's automatic.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's I just thought he did a great job in uh fronting him and him yeah. using his body as best as he could without drawing a foul. Um Yeah. Gosh, I mean it, it, it just with the names we have dropped today and we ain't even talked about Honor uh, yep. but there are so many quality players, Bart in this state and uh, it may be what we're feeling like is a little bit of drop off uh, out of this past season only one player uh, Laden that was yep. from inside the state didn't play um... Played at one of the academies, but um, yeah. it sounds like twenty-four so, and twenty-five. Is the is, yeah, it sounds like twenty-four and twenty-five starting starting to make up some uh, some ground, if you will.
3: And Randy, and, and we just tapped the surface too. We've just tapped it. The twenty twenty-six class looks like that. So that's JJ's class. Um, uh, Jason Lanier's son. That class looks like it might really rival the 22 class. That wow. class is absolute. Jordan Harrison, it keeps going and going. And then if you look past that, guys, I, I'm, I'm telling you that my son's the 2029, 20, the 2028, 20, 2029, 20, there's no drop off, <laughs> if any, there either. It's as good of a time in Arkansas. If you go to a local summer basketball tournament in the state of Arkansas, You can get your feelings hurt in a hurry because everybody is so good, and I've never seen anything like it. But, Randy, these teams are going out of state and demolishing other teams because the competition level is so high in state. Uh, It really is fun to watch.
1: Well, I now know why Rick is so concerned about the 2035 class.
3: So, <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> that, that, that makes me feel better knowing that the 29 class is not going to drop the ball at all. All right, Mark. That's right.
4: Thanks, Have a
1: great, We will uh, talk with you next week. That's Martin Reef. pure sweat basketball skills, thanks to Martin Orthopedics. Tri Time Sports will continue.
5: Join the Zone each weekday for the Entertainment Report, brought to you by Bell & Sward of Conway. Find out the very latest breaking news in entertainment each day on The Zone. Justin, West and Christian will dish out what the stars and celebrities have going on, and you can catch it every day. Bell & sword has everything for the best-dressed man. From boots to suits, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Bell & sword at 1020 West Oak Street in Conway. Powerball jackpot from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is now $1 billion. So, what would you do if you won? So with a jackpot, I would spoil my family and uh, take care of them. So if I win the lottery, I would start my own business. The first thing I would do, I would uh, give my family financial freedom. Got your ticket? If not, visit your local lottery retailer for your chance to win the Powerball jackpot of $1 billion. This
4: is winning.
5: Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline.
4: Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle, and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand, so we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more. So come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks.
5: Tune into the Zone Fridays for the Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again.
3: Dropkick Murphys. Fall Tour 2023. <laughs> Number third, the Theater at Simmons Bank Arena.
0: Whiskey are Interrupters. I was raised
3: by
5: one. I'm a match. Shaking and Jesse Ahern,
3: you know Dropkick Murphys. On Tickets on Get sale now at Ticketmaster.com.
5: This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment.
4: They pitched impressive visuals and a script that was inspiring.
5: And exotic animal mascots to help grab your attention.
4: In the end, we just decided to tell it to you straight. J.D. Power ranked shelter insurance number one in customer satisfaction among auto insurers in the Central Region and number one in price.
5: See Candace Alford in Gravel Ridge,
2: Brian Crest in North Little Rock, or Michelle Herring in Whitehall.
0: Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security and brought to you in part by UAMS and Kaufman by Design West.
1: All right, welcome back to Drive Time Sports you're on the Buzz Radio Network. First Security Bank, we've been investing in our home state since 1932 and growing deep roots in even deeper relationships. We're part of Arkansas, and it's part of us. First Security puts all that history and stability to good use for you and in helping the people and places we love for the best. Arkansas communities, Arkansas families, and Arkansas futures. Remember, FDIC equal housing lender only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. Uh, today, media day, on the podium, this is Lane Kiffin, head football coach of the Ole Miss Rebels.
6: To do that and that many carries, I think he led the conference in carries yards and touchdowns and um, to do that as a freshman, um, he has an elite mindset uh, and to be able to carry the ball that many times and um, late in games still running strong. So. We actually think he can get a lot better, um, like anyone from their first to second year. So we're really excited to see that development. Second row and then pass the mic up. Dan Peck, ESPN 106.7 and Auburn. Coach, uh, former Ole Miss coach Hugh Fries is back in the league coaching Auburn. Your relationship with Coach uh, and uh, how, how well you two know each other? Um, <clears throat> a little bit. Uh, my brother worked at Ole Miss on, under him. And so uh, I got to to meet him a few times. Did, he's done a great job wherever he's been, uh, winning games. So I'm um, excited for him to get that opportunity back in in the conference. Left side, front row. Uh, Chris in k
2: point fm in Columbia. Uh, coach on Monday, fidel Diggs said the quarterback he went up against
5: that gave him most troubles an edge rusher was Jackson Dart. I was going to ask. How has Dark developed since he came in from USC last year, and what do you expect from him in his second year at Ole Miss?
6: Well, Jackson's had a great offseason. Um, again, in this portal world, we just think everybody's going to be great right away, you know, um, expectations. And so it was his first year in our system, and he was competing to be the starter all the way till I think, the third game of the year, so or fourth game of the year. So he, he's really developed well on and off the field, become more of a leader and um, we're really excited about them. Front row?
4: Hey Coach, uh, Steve Moulton, WZZ in out of Huntsville. On the quarterback room in general, how talented do you think that quarterback room is? Yeah, I'm excited. It's it's the deepest
6: room we've had that way. Um, And excited about where we came from, you know, um, Luke had already decided to transfer before even our bowl game, so we really were down to one quarterback um, coming into spring, and now to be at four um,
4: is really exciting. Left side, second row, Tyler Shaw with KBTX and College Station. You guys have beaten A&M the past couple of times. Just what's it like playing those squads and um, Jimbo Fisher, and kind of what's your relationship with?
6: Jimbo, like now, um, <clears throat> playing a And M is extremely challenging. I mean, they have the best looking players. You know, um, you know, tied with you know Alabama probably anybody that we play, and now, I guess Georgia next year, but. Um, it's really challenging playing them because you got mismatch issues that you got to work on because um, they got they have so much talent. Playing there was a big challenge, which I didn't know if it would be because their season hadn't gone great. So I was kind of hoping the crowd wouldn't show up, but the place was rocking when we played there, and um, really tough place to play and great fan base. So um, uh, we've been fortunate to beat them both times, and um, look forward to a big challenge this year. Right side front row. Uh,
2: Jacques Doucet, WAPT, being Baton Rouge coach. If I could just sneak a couple in first. Uh, Walker Howard transferring.
6: How is he doing? And your thoughts on playing Brian Kelly and LSU again this year? Yeah, we we're excited that Walker came in. Um, really competitive kid has really jumped into the playbook and uh, had a really good spring. So we're excited about adding him to that room. Um, Brian's done a, a great job there in a short period of time. Um, you know, inherited a really good roster and did a great job of adding to that roster, especially with the quarterback and portal guys. So um, they, they got it rolling, and, um, and he, he's done a good job wherever he's been. Left side, third row, then pass the mic going. Hey Coach, uh, so Cedric mentioned that you know you 're a lot different in the locker room than people might think on the outside based on seeing
5: your social media and that sort of thing a lot quieter. Um, so could you just speak to that at all about you know uh, how you 've you know with uh, outside and then inside with the team?
6: Yeah, I think I took a different approach than most coaches which is kind of what I do in a lot of areas when it comes to social media especially Twitter and I just was like you know I just started it and I was like I want to feel it's like be a normal person and comment just like I would if I was a normal person or retweet things um, you know without having a you know meeting with my SID before we figure out whether this is the proper thing to tweet that everybody will like and stuff so um, If I did that, I wouldn't be tweeting very much, but I just kind of, and then it just started. It wasn't a master plan, Um, kind of like juices Twitter, like it just kind of fell together, and then I just kind of ran with it and embraced it. Front row, right side. Hey, Coach, good
2: to see you again. AP Stedham, AP and Kelly, as we see at Syndicated Radio Show. Coach, um, you're always studying different uh, strategies for the game. I was wondering, what's your experience? Uh, studying multi quarterback system. That's a possibility.
6: Yeah, I would prefer that not to happen, but again, we don't ever do something just because we're supposed to, so if that's the best way, to ch- best chance to win, then we would do that. Um, I just think that that's been challenging. There's some times you can point where it's worked, but most of the time it's not really worked great. Um, the team's got two different people calling cadence and different plays and stuff, so. Um, I, I would prefer that not to happen. Left side, fourth row. Hey, Coach.
1: Grayson Weir with Outkick.com. Um, as you look ahead to the 2023 season, there are a lot of new faces and a lot of dynamics within the SEC. Uh, which game do you look forward to most on the
3: calendar and why?
6: Yeah, I, I don't. know I, this is kind of coach speak, but um, well, we just got to get to camp and start working. and Worry about the opener and and go from there. And like I said in the other room, um, you know, this is now like you're in the NFL. I mean, the, the SEC is so competitive. Has so many of the premier players in college football now come to the SEC from around the country and don't stay at home where they used to. So um, you got challenges every single week. Right side, second room. Hey, Lane, with you guys bringing in you know, a couple more transfer quarterbacks this year. In your in your past experience. What are some of the factors in, in kind of making for a successful marriage when you bring in a new quarterback? And, and like you said, you know Jackson, it took him a few games to kind of get his feet wet. What are the most important factors to, to making sure that process is a successful one? Well, I think with Jackson in the first couple of games get his feet wet, um, you know, that was, again, we just do whatever it takes to win. And we were running the ball great early on. Um, was looking at the schedule that wasn't, we were going to be able to play Really good defense I thought versus our opponents that we were playing and so we kind of took the ball out of his hands to make sure we were winning the games you know I think we ran 63 times or something you know against Georgia Tech so um, he's really done a good job I think that quarterback thing of bringing them in I kind of let them experience some things on their own at first and then kind of feel them out and see how they are and and then kind of get more involved one-on-one with them uh, and um, just kind of the way that I've done it. I think Matt Krause spoke to that before. Um, you know, the difference of after being there a semester or so in the relationship. Left side, third row.
2: Sammy Roebuck, WTVA.
1: How have you seen Pete Golding mentor players already on the defense?
6: Yeah, Pete does a great job off the field. Um, he's always got kids in his office talking to him, um, helping them out. Um really smart guy that does dig into the players because you know when we meet ask about a player he already knows their whole background and and life situations and stuff so he does a great job of that second row right side
2: coach michael Bronner, wnsp in mobile
6: you
5: obviously have a pretty documented relationship with nick saban i was wondering if you could expand on that a little bit and just talk about how much he's met in your coaching career
6: Well, I'm extremely grateful to Coach Saban and our time together, and most importantly, him giving me an opportunity to to learn from him. And, um, I mean, he's the best to ever do it. I've said it before. I really do believe he is the best coach to ever do it because... You guys know in here. I kind of I take in all the information and look at it instead of just like okay a record. He's done it in a time of scholarship limitations where some of those older coaches didn't have them and they could. I mean, what what if Nick Saban didn't have an eighty five rule? What would his roster look like if he had one hundred and fifty scholarships to give? And also, he's done what I don't think anybody did over time of do it continually with so much staff turnover. You know, so many. So many people are hired off of his staff. Other places are to be head coaches. And, you know, it's kind of like, man, all these first-round picks. And he loses these coordinators. Like, you know, that's why we have Feinbaum, so he can motivate him every other year and say, oh, his dynasty's over, and, and, you know, this is the end of Saban, and then we're like, hey, thanks a lot for pissing him off. Um, and Paul's always wrong on this subject, so. Um, and he just did it again the other day, you know. If he doesn't make the playoffs, you know, was, you know, he's not any good as a coach. So thanks, thanks, Paul. Left side, third row. Hey, Coach, uh, Jason
4: Williams, WTVA 9 News two below. I was just wondering, uh, with this being your second time being a head coach in the SEC, how would you say how much you've grown in your four years at Oxford and between the time you were last head coach at Tennessee and now being your fourth
6: year in uh, Ole Miss? Yeah, I was talking to somebody actually the other day from that year at Tennessee, and we were just telling stories and stuff, and it really seems like a lifetime ago, um, like a whole different life. So a lot of things have happened since then. Um, you know, and this, I've said before, you know, this Ole Miss and this moving to Oxford um, has really been amazing for me personally. Um, my daughter moving with me to go to Oxford High School, and now to go to now to go to Ole Miss. Um, is really special and, and something that was missing. And, and so um, it, it's been an awesome time there. And, and I'm, like I said in the last room, I'm extremely grateful, um, not just the leadership at Ole Miss, but the people of Oxford and how they've accepted her.
1: All right, we'll come back and finish up with Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin after we take this time out. The 2023 SEC Football Media Days will continue in just one moment.
5: The month of July has become synonymous with Shark Week. The truth is, the sales staff of some dealerships will make you feel like you're in an episode the minute you pull on the lot. Don't get stuck in a feeding frenzy. Just go see Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's Club in Northland Rock. The sales team at Guatney are high on product knowledge and low on pressure. Get incredible low rates right now on new Buick and GMC and no payments for the rest of the summer. So don't swim with the sharks at another dealership because it's never Shark Week at Guadney Buick GMC. Guadney Buick GMC is offering 0.9% on 2023 GMC Sierra 1500, additional $1,250 rebate on Sierra with eligible trade, 2.49% on new Buick SUVs, GMC Acadia at 1.9%. No payments for the rest of the summer. All offers with approved credit. Guadney Buick GMC, Pulaski County's only Buick GMC dealer. GMC, we are professional grade.
0: RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern
5: Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it.
0: You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class, respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis.
6: Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC,
3: equal house- under. Have questions about retirement, investments, or your money? Call our financial hotline. Dial 501-381-5228 and leave a voicemail with your specific financial question, and our experts will answer it on the Get Ready for the Future show Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Get your financial questions answered by the pros. 501-381-5228.
5: Call now. Securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and GenWealth Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial. Hog's Meat Market has been a North Little Rock staple since 1963, serving the best meat in Arkansas. Be sure to go to their website for weekly and
3: monthly specials as well as meat packages available. Hog is their family name, and they are so happy folks around Central Arkansas have come to associate it with high-quality products, fair prices, and terrific service. And for the hunters out there, Hog's is a great place to get that deer
6: processed.
3: Check them out online at hogsmeatmarket.com. That is Hog's with two G's. I'm Rex Nelson. As a native Arkansan, I take pride in our state's natural
1: beauty. And as someone who has been in all 75 counties, I've seen how prevalent
4: litter is across our state. It's time for people to clean up our state for those who live here and to enhance Arkansas's image for those wanting to visit. Let's clean up Arkansas. Visit KeepArkansasBeautiful.com to do your part and get involved.
5: This message brought to you by this station, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and the Keep Arkansas Beautiful Commission.
0: Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish Studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh. Eat local. Eat my catfish. Often imitated but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater of the Buzz Radio Network. Coverage of SEC Media Days is presented by First Security Bank. Bank better at First Security. And brought to you in part by UAMS and Kauffman by Design West
6: right side third row. Rob
1: Brown sideline sports in Memphis you're the son of a coach and I remember your dad
5: when he coached and he's a big influence on you when I was in school at Auburn in the year all my friends used to go in with coach Dye and they kind of show you where you fit in on the depth chart sometimes you didn't fit in it say move on Do you still get to have those conversations with people? Because I worked with a kid for 12 years in Memphis. His, His dad coached at Alabama. He was basically a human concussion dummy, he told me. And he got the hell beat out of him, but he made it five years through that system.
1: Graduated, got that letter on the wall. And he can go in anybody's office in the state of Alabama, and they say, You went through all that and just got to hug your parents on senior day? You loved it that much? Do you have those conversations with people and remind them what it means to stick it out and not quit? Come back to Oxford one day and what that can do for them.
6: Wow, that was a long one. <laughs> oh that's not coffee. That's Red Bull. Um, I, I do think that's really missed nowadays, and that, that's the generation, but that's portal and. Unfortunately, outside of probably walk-ons, we don't have that much anymore. They just aren't. They just don't think like that, and it's too much outside information coming in, and it's too much grass is greener. And I don't like what's going going on, so I'm going to take my ball and run. And unfortunately, that's the world that we're in. So I, I do miss those stories. You still have them, usually with walk-ons. Um, but those are neat stories of different places of being and still having relationships with some of those players that weren't the star player, but were just like the amazing kid. Or over time, it's been cool um, to hire a couple of them, you know, to get them into coaching or a recruiting department because their passion for the place or the passion for the game to have that around. Final question, front row.
2: Coach Nick Brooks with WTVY in Dothan, Alabama. First, um, you played Troy to open up your season a year ago. They had, um, I think it was 10-3 to, 10 to 3 or 7-3 to 3 going into the halftime. Um, really competitive game towards the end of the fourth quarter. Just kind of your um, evaluation on that game. And then the second question I have. Uh, I actually get uh, mistaken for you a lot, I go to high school football games a lot, and they'll actually call me Lane Kip and I just want to know what your thought is, if you think I actually look like you, or, they're just, they're just, uh seeing things.
6: Yeah, that was the longest question, that's the strangest question. <laughs> now I don't even remember the first question, because it was the last. <laughs> Do you get called t- Daniel Tosh, too? Yeah, actually, I you are Daniel Tosh. Okay. Um... I get that actually too like like I'll be walking through somewhere and somebody will be like are you Lane Kiffin I'll be like no I hate that dude he's uh, it's really cool because the conversation's like over and you can keep moving so um, and it's run through my down to my daughter she does it now like you know she's like I don't like all the attention you know because the last name so people will be like oh are you Landry Kiffin and she's like nope I heard bad things about her you know like, so she's kind of learned that same trick too um. So, I'm sorry that you get <laughs> get paired in with me. So, but I would embrace it. I would just go with it.
2: My Twitter bio is a little different style here. And then after your, I think your headshot from when you were playing college ball at UC, because I sent that to my mom and she was like, is that you?" Oh, she did not know. Hmm.
6: What's your mom's name? I gotta, I gotta ask my dad some questions now. Um, I, I would just embrace it and be like, you probably get like free drinks at places and stuff, like, um, just depending on what state in the SEC you go to. But um, so, next question. Okay. I think we're done. Thanks, Bill. Uh, that's a good one. to end couple.
1: Ah, what an ending. Yeah. What an ending! Yeah, but uh, that was Lane Kiffin, at yeah. football coach at uh, Ole Miss. I don't, I don't think the main room, the main media, got that kind of uh, uh, opportunity to hear from Lane as we did just a moment ago. So
2: probably not. In the main room is where though he talked about college football being a disaster. Yeah. But then, yeah. after he said that, I don't know if it's before or after he said it, but uh, as I was reading what he was saying, it was all about, but, we, but our Ole Miss has taken advantage of that. And again, they've, they've got 40 new scholarship players. Yeah. They're kind of like Arkansas. They lost a lot of guys in the transfer portal, so they went out and got a bunch of guys. And, right. You know, I think Sam Pittman addressed that. <clears throat> I don't know how it was after spring for Ole Miss. I loved what Sam Pittman did during spring practice. He says, I don't want any of you guys to leave. Right. I want to keep this team. And he made a good point. If your third team, say, offensive guard is best friends with your star running back, and you tell the third team guard you don't need him anymore, the running back may go too. Yeah. You may say, hey, my best friend just left this team, and he's going to LSU. I, I think I'll go too. I right. never thought about that before. And so that's why you better be careful about who leaves your program. So, I, again, after the spring, I think Arkansas lost one guy. I don't know if Ole Miss had as many had more in the spring than they did after the regular season. I don't know how that worked, but
1: interesting. Well, and he also said, uh, Sam did, you almost have to re-recruit these guys yeah. every day. Yeah and uh i mean i understand you need to tell that player how much you care about them. but on the other hand that only goes so far and it's like lane kiffin said it's 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 now with these kids if they don't get to play now yeah. then they may be moving on but it's not right, only, this...
2: it's not only that playing
1: I'd forgotten,
2: and I shouldn't have, because it's the last football game Arkansas has played. But you tend to forget over the months, and you're thinking about other things. That Arkansas had nine starters that didn't play against Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. Correct. And so you think, and, and some of them were hurt, and some of them just didn't play, and uh, some of them ended up leaving. So you're thinking, and they still won the game. That's pretty amazing. You say you got 22 starters, and nine of them don't play in the game, and you still win. That is very amazing.
1: All right, this from our Asher Record Service company live in feed feedback. Eric says Would you rank Houston Nuts last game beating number one LSU down there, one of the top games in Arkansas football history?
2: I would say it's one of the top five, and I would say it's the most overlooked. Because Arkansas wins that game and three days later Houston's not the coach. That was an amazing football game. They beat a team that they had to come back and win the SEC championship, and and then they had to win a playoff game. They won the national championship that year, LSU did, and Arkansas beat them. McFadden was there, Felix Jones was there, (laughs) you know, and Casey uh, Dick, Dick, of course, through through the block, yeah, and guys made play after play after play after play after play. You get an interception. On what was it the third overtime to finally end the game? Peyton Hillis, let's mention him. He he made some catches besides Uh having some great runs. So yeah, you know when I when I think of the great wins ever at Arkansas, I hate to say that most of them are a long time ago. I think most people put the Oklahoma game in the Orange Bowl as number one. Sure. I think you got to put beating Texas in 1965 as number two, when Arkansas led 20 to nothing, trailed 24 to 20, came back and won 27 to 24. You, you might put the Ole Miss game of 54 number three because they were number two in the country and the Razorbacks were coming off a three and seven year and nobody knew how good they were. Arkansas wins the game at Little Rock. That really kind of helped jumpstart Arkansas's football program. So I think of those three right away, but then you have to think, how many times has Arkansas beaten the number one team in the country? Well, they beaten Texas, what, uh, at least three times when they were number one. But beating LSU at Baton Rouge when they were number one, how, how do you not put that up there? And and I think the J.J. Metters catch against Alabama in 95, you'd probably have to throw that one in there because they'd never beaten Alabama before. So if you're naming <clears throat> top ten, definitely, and I think probably four or five, that's where I'd rank it.
1: Can't ever forget the miracle on Markham's.
2: No, that that was significant to it. Did get him in the SEC championship game, and it was. You're right. That was an amazing finish. So thank you. That that that's that's a top tenner also.
1: As a as a dramatic of a moment as you'll ever experience. All right, we got to say so long and goodbye from the land of the music city. For Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Have a great rest tonight. So long, everybody. No matter what you do. Oh, you were finished. We can't be stopped. Oh, well, allow me to
0: retort. 103.7 The Buzz. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? KABZ Little Rock.
1: Roger Scott for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union and their new location in Sheridan. Alcoa has opened a new branch in Sheridan to serve all of Grant County. They're having a grand opening celebration all day Thursday.